Hello, and welcome to Lifetime in Court, the podcast where we discuss your favorite made-for-TV movies. Whether you love to hate watch or hate yourself for loving them, pour up a glass of your favorite cocktail and join us. I am your host, Patrick Serrano, and my guests today are... I am Drew Current. And I am David Bush. Yeah. Yeah, we got David Bush <laughs> up in here. So David Bush is here. For those of you who do not know, David Bush is the director and writer of a movie we covered on the podcast last spring called Did I Kill My Mother? Did I Kill My Mother? Yes. No, she didn't kill her mother. <laughs> yeah, and it, Spoiler turned, alert. it turned out uh, she didn't. She was worried about it, and but then didn't uh, didn't actually do it. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a not fair... Only she not, yeah, not only did she not kill her, she never had any moment of doubt as to whether or not she killed her. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. It's a common fear, you know, spiders, killing your mother, whatever. <laughs> so, David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, uh, doing great. How about you guys? Good. It's cold here. You're in New Orleans, though, right? I am, but it's uncharacteristically cold here, too. It does that thing where every other weekend is cold. Oh, okay. It's one of those. There it's we one go. Of, one of those deals. You know, and yeah. in case you couldn't tell... Uh, we are not interviewers, but we are doing an interview episode. Um, I, I know, like, I'm not Connie Chung, okay? <laughs> I'm not Barbara Walters. Uh, I'm not Oprah. I, well, I'm Oprah. Oh, you're I, Oprah. I'm Oprah, though. Good. So, David... Well, I'm flattered. I'm flattered to be the exception, so, so thank you. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, we started talking about the weather, so only up from here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, David, the hard hitting questions. The hard hitting questions. We're here for the uh, the hard hitting sure, questions. Sure. Number one: Are you single? <laughs> uh, that I I am habitually. Okay, yeah. great. Well, good. See, all that, the time. That was a hard hitting question right there. Um, no, so you um, work in a lot of different fields in film. Um, we, yeah, we have your IMDb pulled up. Mm-hmm. So, what? Is your like primary thing in film? Because you have a lot. You've like every category of like writer, director, uh, actor, script supervisor. Uh, I don't even know what other ones are. You have a lot of them. Uh, what What is your primary uh, like source of income from film? So it's funny you ask that when you when you did the podcast and I listened to the podcast for Did I Kill My Mother? When you guys brought up my name at some point, and I was terrified about what you were about to say about me. <laughs> And then, and then one of you pulled up my IMDb and saw the credits, and what you guys kind of figured out hit the nail on the head perfectly. Uh, so I, I started as an assistant director and segued into script supervising, okay. which has been the, bu- the bulk of my credits are in script supervision. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I always, I've always been writing, uh, not professionally until recently, and I, of course, always wanted to direct. My rationale for going into assistant directing and script supervising is that they're two on-set excellent vantage point from yeah. which to watch directing in particular, but really every aspect of filmmaking and then just steal things. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And so that's, that's why I've done those things. And now my mentality is uh, the past year financially was probably a 50, 50 split between writing, directing and script supervising. Yeah. But for, for the future, I, I still plan between every project I direct, I want to script supervise at least one just to keep my head out of my own ass and just keep, Right. So what is a script supervisor? Do you like hold the script and like make sure no one touches it? That's what I think no, it is. Basically, once the, once the script is done, uh, the writer brings it to set and then leaves it in like a play area. 
And if left unsupervised, the script can run away. And I make sure that doesn't happen. That's okay. what I thought. That's what I thought. And it, yeah. is it like, no, 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 that's not the line. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so, so I would say that the simplest description of a script supervisor's job is to protect the editor against all of the things that happen on set to ruin the movie. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so the obvious example is like when the glass teleports between Brad Pitt's left and right hand. I, I'm okay. the person who's there saying, uh, by the way, uh, in the last take, it was in his left hand. Now it's switched. Oh, okay. So It'll complicate to get it. Yeah, continuity, both physically, uh, making sure that if the actors are ad-libbing, at least it still makes sense within the context of the script. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, making sure when we shoot one side, if they say, how are you? Then on the other side, when we turn around, they say good and not not much, as if they'd ask, what's up? Uh, so it's, it's oh, yeah. protecting and make, making sure that everything we shoot can cut together in a cohesive way. Yeah. Is the, is the job. That is a different type of brain that has to do that, you know, because yeah. you're like, I'm an actor and I just want to be in the moment. And you're like, <laughs> no, actor. No, no. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's a very, it's anal, frankly. It's very anal, but it's also forward thinking about how the cut is going to go together. Right. Because what I don't want to do, what I hate to do is bother an actor and restrain them unnecessarily mm-hmm. when it's not going to matter. It's not going to affect the cut. Right. Um, so it's, it's a lot of... Uh, Packed and just like on the spot decision making about what's important and what isn't. Cool. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, this makes sense why you are now moving towards directing because you directed the Lifetime movie. Did I go, my mother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you also <laughs> wrote that movie, right? So yeah, I uh, I was a writer on it. Okay. There were that that script was around for a long time and went through some massive, massive changes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I first read a copy of that script before I directed anything it was six years ago. Uh, then when I was called to direct this movie, I was sent a, an extremely different version of that script. <laughs> and this is maybe two years ago now. I was sent a very different version of that script. And part of me being hired on was that I would also rewrite it for, oh, okay. for a bunch of reasons. Um, not to discredit any of the work that any of the previous three writers did. Three but, uh, people wrote this script before you got your hands on it? So I don't recall the name of the original writer. Was but it then two other, me? Two <laughs> it other, was me. It was you. You, you, wrote, you wrote the script. Okay. And then, you. <laughs> and then I did. Uh, and then you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so, so there was an original version of it that changed dramatically. And then shortly before me, uh, two writers named Emily Wilson and Marcy Holland, who were both wonderful and emily's a director in her own right and they mostly do christmas movies oh okay so, uh they did a rewrite which i then did a final pass on for a lot of reasons practicality of our shooting locations and cast changes and, uh, all sorts of things but uh so i did a final pass uh i will take credit for more of the dialogue than anything else mm. uh, and blame as the case may be <laughs> <laughs> we don't know I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure it was fine. <laughs> it's how people talk to each other. I right. Know. Yeah. Because the thing is, uh, like, we watch these Lifetime movies, okay, and they, like, we watch a ton of them, like, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of blur together. So when you were, like, saying you 
listen to the podcast, I'm like, oh my God, what did I say? Because sometimes I say very terrible things. <laughs> but this one, it wasn't really, it wasn't that bad at all. I was just like, the title was very funny. <laughs> the title's my, my favorite title ever. Did I kill my mother? <laughs> laughing hysterically listening to that podcast. <laughs> so, question I, for you. How did yeah. you come across the podcast? Like what? Like, did someone, like, say, hey, this podcast is talking about you? This podcast is talking <laughs> shit on you, dude. Right. So, yeah, a, a, a college friend sent me a link uh, with no explanation whatsoever. Of, <laughs> of what I was, said, hey, I found this podcast you might like. And sent me a link to that episode. That's funny. Uh, and That's I, I clicked on it, planning to listen to five minutes and then politely tell them, thank you. <laughs> and obviously, I then had to. Thing. And I'm glad I did. Yeah, I mean, we are too, because it's like, oh, we're not just talking into uh, open air, you yeah. know? Yeah. It, you never know who's listening. I mean, yeah. like, Queen Latifah might be listening. Hey, Queen Latifah. Hey, girl. I, I'm sure she is. <laughs> She's probably done a Lifetime movie in her time. I'd actually, yeah, she has. Has she? Yeah, yeah, she has. She has. Yeah. Totally has. Um, speaking of Lifetime, did you intentionally make... Did I Kill My Mother for Lifetime? Or was that something Lifetime like bought along the way? You know? So, yeah. So it, it was deliberately made with Lifetime in mind. Um, without getting too, too uh, complexly into their like, acquisition process. Right. Mm-hmm. Some, some Lifetime originals, they make on their own. And Lifetime is there on set approving every decision or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, and in fact, I think the majority of them, are pre-approved by Lifetime, then shot by outside companies, and usually they sell them overseas as well. And once they're completed, Lifetime watches it and then says yes or no, they're going to air it or not. Oh, okay. Right, so this was one of the latter. Like Lifetime had approval over uh, the title and they approved concepts and like casting was done with Lifetime in mind. But then once it was complete, Lifetime then acquired it and aired it on their movie network and then on their proper network. Right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense then. So there's like there's there are like lifetime made lifetime movies. Right. And then okay. Yeah. yeah. Like and probably now, now you said uh you mentioned uh offline or uh, off air if you will. Uh that it this was not the original title. No, when we were shooting it, the the shooting title of this movie and the title on the script for years was My Mother's Murder. <laughs> okay. Better title. That makes a better title. It makes total sense. Uh, <laughs> makes complete sense. Once we'd, once we'd shot it, and, and I was, my involvement in post on this movie was relatively minimal. I de- delivered a director's cut, uh-huh. and then I was off working on other things, but I got a call at some point that said, by the way, we're calling the movie Did I Kill My Mother? <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I didn't get a call. I was sent a poster. Oh, no. I was sent a poster with that title on it. And they, and they, I said, what is this? And they said, oh, that's the new title. What do you think of it? And I'm, fine by me. It doesn't make sense, but sure. <laughs> sure, man, whatever. So you just got a poster, and you're like, why the fuck yeah. do I have this poster? Right. <laughs> like, what's like, this exactly is right. a movie that what? I did. I, I said, is there a sequel already? That's amazing. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Did there I kill we... my mother again? Again? <laughs> nope. Did oh. I kill my stepmother, <laughs> Julia Roberts? Still didn't. Exactly. Still didn't kill your mother. <laughs> no, didn't kill your mother. Um, I'd love to sit in that board meeting that happened, and they were like, "Oh, wh- wait, what was the original title you said?" 
My mother's murder? Uh, my mother's oh. murder. Like, okay, my mother's murder. What do we think, everyone? And everyone at Lifetime's like, mm, it could be better. Let's brainstorm. <laughs> and someone's like, did I kill my mother? Like, that's it. That's the one. That's the one. Good job, <laughs> Kiki. Good job. I imagine, I imagine someone went to a shopping mall, picked out 10 random people, and asked each of them, which would you watch? My mother's murder or did I kill my mother? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they went... <laughs> like, hmm, that second one's a question, so it needs an answer. I'd watch that. I'd watch that because it has. A... <laughs> You're right. You're right. Questions are better. I think. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> you, but you just ask you any question, then like <laughs> it has nothing to do with the movie, right? <laughs> do you like pancakes? Do you like pan? Do, will well, you eat pancakes? It would be. Do you like sweet potato fries? Oh my gosh! Yes, the sweet potato fries. I forgot about that. <laughs> that yeah. Why? Why yeah, sweet potato fries? Was that like? Do you like sweet potato fries, David? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and here's the here's the the truth of that, which was the funniest thing to me that you guys honed in on that, as you should. Uh, in the original script, I got sweet potato fries were mentioned like three or four times. Uh-huh. And I, I asked, I said, why, what is the plot significance of the sweet potato fries? Yes. And I was, and I was, I was told, well, it's, it's a signifier of her relationship with her mother. The mom likes them and she likes them and they ate them together. And so now it's, it's sweet to bring them up and, uh, and the lifetime audience will find it really endearing. And I shrugged and said, okay, but if we're going to do this, we're going to double down and so I added sweet potato fries. I I told the prop master uh, to have sweet potato fries on hand at all times, <laughs> so we could sneak them into the background for shots that it. don't. That's amazing. Don't yeah, it was utterly. We jo- the joke on set was, "Did sweet potato fries kill my mother?" <laughs> and that's what they were going to find. Yeah, that was going to be the alternate ending. Is she choked on the sweet potato fries and collapsed in the kitchen? Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah, that's amazing. Just like you know what? There's, yeah, more. Yeah, we're more just going to put more in there. See, but that's what's fun is that you guys are having fun on set, and we're having fun talking about these movies. Obviously, so it's like everybody's having fun. We all know what's going on with these lifetime movies. Like they, they're just like. We get it. We get it. Everything. I mean, that's what, like, when we're, you know, when we're pouring it up or putting a cork in it, it's not because, like, where you're like, oh, this is, I poured it up because this was a great movie, a great film. You know, it's just like, no, this was a Lifetime movie. They did it correctly. They did, they <laughs> they fit the genre uh-huh. of what a Lifetime movie is. Because I have, well, David, I have points because I don't watch them. I'm not allowed to. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, uh, Patrick just explains them to me. Um, so, but what, like, what I get out of it is like, I there are points. Like, did you hit the tropes? Did you hit the tropes? Like, did sure, you? Yeah, you know, was there a like? Was there a, a flower fight in a? In a Christmas That's on movie? Hallmark. That's right. on Hallmark. That's a Hallmark. Yeah. But don't you know those kind of things? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's funny is I. So I have never. First off, I have no like you know relationship with Lifetime beyond the fact that they've been wonderful to to you know pick up these movies that I've done. Yeah. Right. Uh, that said, I've never, uh, I've not, not to disparage Lifetime. I've never been a fan though. I've never watched a ton of Lifetime. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, the the first one that I was hired to direct, I immediately sat down and watched like thirty of them mm-hmm. just to understand 
what the audience that likes these movies like. Yeah. yeah. To me, I, I still very rarely turn on a Lifetime movie unless I'm a friend of people that directed it or worked on it. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that said, when for me, making a movie and making a Lifetime movie in particular, like what I love to do is just sneak in things and like put in things that are fun and, and rewarding to the people who might not normally watch this kind of movie. So I'm a big <laughs> fan of just like randomly hiding shit in the background, like making bizarre, you know, like that's, references to other things that don't relate. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. it keeps it fun. It keeps it fun for me on set and keeps it fun for, uh, for me listening to podcasts about it later. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts uh, about it later. That's my segue. Deal with it. Um, so on the podcast, when we were talking about the movie, Bev and I, Bev Bailey, LA actress, you should hire her, by the way. She'll kill me if I don't mention that. So David, please hire Bev Bailey. She's very short and blonde, and uh, she's a very good actress. She's great. Um, that's not my point, though. My point is, um, we were very excited about Stephen Coletti being in the movie. So my question would be, is Stephen Coletti as handsome as he is in person? <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Coletti is more handsome in person. Oh yeah, than, I bet. Then on screen, uh, once once he was cast, we we had to like they just deliberately shoot him as badly as possible to oh. try and he's too attractive. A, uh, oh really? <laughs> so you, uh, you had to ugly but, him up a bit. Yeah, Stephen Stephen is a good looking guy, and he's very very charming. Uh, I think, and he was wonderful to work with on the shoot. But yeah, he he looks uh, great in real life. Okay, good to know. Thanks. Thanks for verifying that for well, me. Here's the thing, though. About Paletti, I found out that he was a reality TV star from you. Really? I had no idea. I knew about One Tree Hill. Yeah. Uh, and and his name came up, and I watched some of his stuff, and, and he seemed like a great option, and we talked to him and, and brought him on. I had no idea... I'd heard of Laguna Beach. I didn't even know it was a reality show yeah. until you guys were talking about it. And it blew my mind. I had no idea that he had, <laughs> had non-acting life. Well, good. I mean, we're, we're here to break ground and uh, inform everyone about people's past. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Laguna Beach probably was a little scripted. So he probably was acting, you know? Yeah. Well, I agree. yeah. Yeah, we should get him on the podcast and ask him about that. Um, but we don't do interviews, okay? We are not Tyra Banks. We are not Wendy Williams. All right? We are not Kelly Ripa. Am I, I, running, I, like I run they, out of uh, interview people? Did you? I think that's it. Hoda Copy. Hoda those, Copy? Those are the only ones. Okay, good. Katie Couric. Katie Couric. <laughs> I'm not her. Um, David. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so... I don't know if I have any more questions. Drew, do you have any more I questions? I mean, I just have like a lot, like I, I'm always picture. you're, you're confirming a lot of things for us. Here yeah. You're like the I, director who we want to be working on Lifetime, you know? Right. You're totally like everything in a director we want. Cause like you get the genre, you're putting in things for Drew to, to find fun. <laughs> you like have, you have writing chops, you have all the, the other job chops. Sounds good. And right? I just like, so is it, I always picture some of these, like these, some of these Lifetime movies as like, they're made in like, they give you like two days. <laughs> to, oh, yeah. To make them. Like, it feels like, it, sometimes it feels like, like it'd be, uh, I always make the joke of having, like some, 
something is in the shot that is weird or something, and like they don't care. Just like just fucking next, just next scene. Like that is like that you have to do this. So, shit. That is so close to being accurate. <laughs> uh, so so we shot we shot this movie uh, in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, uh-huh. uh, and we shot it in. We had a twelve day shooting schedule. Wow, oh which gosh. which is in, which is absolutely insane. That's uh, crazy. That's bonkers. Yeah, yeah. It is it, it is nuts, uh, and which is a huge testament to to the cast for being prepared and being ready, mm-hmm. and to the crew who all, all have done movies that are much bigger in terms of scope and, and budget and everything mm-hmm. than this. A uh, huge testament to them for being so adaptable and so you know so on their toes because it is. I mean. It's a sprint. Once you start, it you're knocking out eight or nine pages a day. Wow! Uh, which, which is not insane compared to episodic television. But oh, episodic right. television, they're shooting on sets that they've already built. They know how to light them. Like everything's already predetermined. Uh, compared to most movies, I mean that schedule is half of what even low budget movies uh, tend to shoot with. Right. Yeah. No. That's uh, <laughs> and that's pre- is that pretty standard for like a TV movie. Like, yeah, TV, I mean, 12, 12 is right about towards the bottom end of the of the scheduling spectrum. I mean, I think there are some that do it in 10, but typically what you see for TV movies is around three weeks. So it's 15 days is fairly common now. And it's getting more and more common as digital takes over. And yeah. Just the workflow gets more and more streamlined. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it was a mad dash, um, which... I, I kind of love, like, I love a small project where everyone knows each other and everyone's in it together. Yeah. Uh, and was, yeah, it's a great sense, like, camaraderie comes from it rather than a 60-day slog. Yeah, why, it would have to be to do it that fast. It'd mm-hmm. just be like, like, everyone would have to just be super adaptable uh, yeah. to, you know, like, any kind of change, any any sort of changes or anything that need to happen. Right. God, you just got to be like, like okay. okay, okay, pick it up. No, 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 no. <laughs> yep move the lights okay pick it. we gotta go over there yeah oh when when you are like being a director on set are you like how we do on the podcast and we just like yell things off camera <laughs> uh yeah no on this one in particular we shot a lot at a hotel where the rooms were relatively small and uh we, we had like a, the voice of god set up where there i had a microphone two rooms over where our village video village was oh yeah and there was a speaker in the room so that if, you know, rather than running, or just we didn't have time to, to run three doors down and, or wait till the next take. I mean, right. absolutely. I would call things in during a take. Um, but that said, I, the cast we had were, were on point. They were all professionals and all very prepared. So the amount of, uh, of yelling at them I had to do was next to nothing, which I'm, you know, eternally grateful for. Can I do a reenactment of what I think happened on set? <clears throat> I'm going to be yeah. you. And Please then do. Drew will be um, Stephen Coletti. Okay. okay? <laughs> Stephen Coletti! Yeah, that's me. Stop being so attractive on set! Okay, sorry. Okay, roll it. Okay. <laughs> or action. Okay. okay. How was that? Was that accurate? That was, that was on point. That was exactly right. That was exactly uh, what happened. You know, yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> And he's like, "Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry." It was good. That, it was good that we had him too, because there's a, there's a bit in the, there's his lifetime. There has to be some romantic element 
mm-hmm. even though even though the woman's mom died yesterday right she's got to be she's got to be finding new love you know in the wake of tragedy yep. immediately of course yeah, uh, that's how it right. happens and since the only male character of her age in the movie is doing something insanely creepy which is basically stalking her to exploit her for journalistic purposes sure the fact the fact that he's Stephen Coletti makes it plausible oh. that she somehow still lets her guard down yeah. and is interested in him immediately. True, I, I could see that. Yeah, because yeah, that 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 would that makes sense. It makes complete sense. <laughs> right. It's like no, I would. Yeah. I'd be interested. I'm not even gay. I'd be. I'm like, dude, let's go. I'll, let's go on a date. I don't even care. <laughs> don't even care. Oh, Drew, you do love that man. Yeah. I do. I so, do. David, what's next for you? Are you doing any more mo- Lifetime movies coming up, or are there any in the docket? Like, can we like put in a good word for you with Lifetime? <laughs> uh, um, so, I've written, I've written some others, or done rewrites on some others, uh-huh. uh, which are are out and about with folks elsewhere. Okay. Uh, cool. I have no idea which of those will will be next from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from me. Uh, I've got some other writing projects uh, moving toward other people, including a couple of TV pilots, uh, which I can't say much about, but fingers are crossed. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. High hopes and expectations there. Um, and then in, in script supervising world, uh, I script supervised a uh, Blumhouse horror film just Ooh. recently. Oh, okay. Uh, with Octavia Spencer in it and a couple other phenomenal actors. Yeah. So you've, uh, you've so, written you've written some horror. I have. Yeah, yeah I, I've written. Like I, uh, I write. Well, that, it was a short, the eye candy. Oh Actually, yeah. <laughs> I saw that on there. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I was in I was in prep on my first lifetime. I've done two lifetime movies. I did Did I Kill My Mother, and I did a movie called A Deadly Affair. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And when we were in prep on A Deadly Affair, one of one of our producers came to me and said, "Hey, I've got these people who are looking for." Like one minute long horror short film. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Can you write some? And I said, yeah, sure. And then he went to the gym and he came back to the office. And I said, okay, here's eight. <laughs> yeah, because they're one minute. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're one page each. I mean, and so he took those eight, and I think three of them were then shot nice. uh, by different directors and released through what is the name of it? It's not Shudder, but one of these like horror streaming online services. Right. Uh-huh. Um, that, was, that was one of the weirdest writing jobs of it. It came out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, and, and lasted all of two hours. <laughs> hey, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. Well, um, David, wonderful, wonderful. We're so happy that you found us and you're on the <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Great guest all around. Great first interview. Yeah, I think we we did all right, didn't didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I would pour it up. But yes. you know, maybe we're like a Ricky Lake or a Sally Jesse Raphael, <laughs> maybe a Jenny Jones, maybe a Maury. Oh, <laughs> I'm only listing women <laughs> interviewers. Maury, yeah, totally Maury. It was more like a Maury, right? Sure, yes. Uh, you are not the father. Boom. See what I did there? Yep. Okay. No. Exactly like. Did, did I kill my mother? <laughs> Anyways, um, so this is the time where we plug things. So, David, you can go first. What would you like to plug at the pluggy time? Oh, my God. I have no idea. Uh, I have no clue. So social I'm gonna, social media plug, account? You? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I am on Twitter. I'm uh, at David underscore Bush. 
but what you're going to see there is just an endless, endless, endless string of puns. Perfect. What I, uh, that's what Twitter's for. That's what I thought Twitter was for in, in the first place. Well, it's, it's that. And it's the, uh, apparently I, I don't know how clearly my sarcasm is going to read. I was going to call it the only viable news source. Uh, <laughs> it is aggressively right. sarcastically. <laughs> it is. It's yes. the only thing that I, I go to for news. Right. Yeah. What, uh, what can you trust? Twitter. That's it. Twitter. That's all. Okay. Wikipedia. Uh, Twitter. That's it. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, I guess that's my plug. Of okay. Myself. Wonderful. <laughs> Drew, how about you? Well, you know, you can find me at Drew, but with pants on Instagram. Um, and also I'm in a band called the limbos and check it out on Spotify and all the other places that you find music and podcasts. Cause the podcast is on Spotify. Yeah. We're on Spotify now. So that's great. Took us forever. Uh, it took us forever, but we're there. Uh, you can follow me at Patrick Miguel of their podcast at lifetime and court. David, thanks again for being here and that's it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.